and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, please turn with me to the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. Last week, we preached on this passage and we looked at Elijah and the widow at Zarephath. 1 Kings chapter 17. If you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's sermon, please make sure you grab it on podcast or you can go on Horizon Church YouTube. And uh, it was a really good download of God's Word. 1 Kings chapter 17. When you have it, can I have a good amen? Are you ready? Let's go. It says, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here and turn eastward, hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had no, excuse me, there had been no rain in the land. Verse 8, then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Two more verses, and I'll read these out to you. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and verse 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Can I have a good amen? Amen. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. One of the beautiful experiences of the Christian journey is we learn to grow in our trust. Trusting God at times is not always easy. Trusting God at times can be very difficult. But we thank God that we have a Father in heaven who shepherds, who leads, who guides, who helps, and we grow, come on now, we grow in our trust in God. Some of the more difficult seasons that you've experienced in your life, you've had to learn to trust God in ways that you've never trusted Him before. It's in those seasons of trust that you learn to dig deeper into His Word. You learnt to worship harder. (laughs) 
You learn at times to be still and to listen to His voice. These times of trust compete with sensory overload. We live in a generation of sensory overload. Everything is bright, shining, trying to grab our attention. But trust calls us to the secret place where we learn to hear His voice. We obey and we act. Trust and knowing that He's a good God, regardless of circumstance at times, the two compete with each other. How can I be in this situation and I'm asked to trust God because everything in me wants to fix the situation and the Lord is calling me to a place called trust. Because true trust, watch this, is acting without scheming. And we have this internal monologue, sometimes dialogue, that goes on where we argue, should I trust? Should I listen to His voice? Or should I take charge of the circumstance? Trusting in God, in essence, we could say, is a belief in God's truth. It's a belief in His Word. In fact, we could say that real trust is a resolute conviction in the goodness of God. I've chosen regardless of feeling and regardless of circumstance to trust in His ability and to trust in His strength. Trust for many can be difficult depending on personal life circumstances. Someone that you trusted hurt you, a spouse, a good friend, a colleague, a boss. When our trust is damaged and our trust is hurt, sometimes that damage, that hurt can make it very difficult, come on, to trust again. You know the old saying, it's not biblical, but we'll say it. Once bitten, come on, twice shy. Because my trust has been hurt. But trust in God is one of the most beautiful experiences between a believer and his or her God. Knowing that whatever is going on around me, I choose to trust in Him. The storm may rage. Jesus is asleep on the pillow. Why? He's trusting His Father's will. He's in safe hands. Trust calls us to that place where we surrender. We don't understand 
and we've chosen not to be moved and motivated by feeling, but we've chosen to surrender to Him in trust. Proverbs says, excuse me, we just read it. Trust in the Lord, come on, with all your heart. Doesn't say with your intellect. It says with your heart, i.e. the seat of my emotion has learned to trust in Him. Fat. The Hebrew word for trust that's used there in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, excuse me, means to, very strange. It actually means to lie helpless, face down. In other words, I'm your servant, waiting, listening for the master's command, ready to obey. I choose to trust in Him. The Lord speaks to Elijah and says to him, go to the brook, rest, enjoy. Uber Eats is on its way. You can drink from the brook and the ravens are gonna come in the morning and the ravens are gonna come at night and they're gonna take care of you. Many Bible commentators say that Elijah was by the brook Cherith for approximately about one year. Resting, waiting, trusting. But now God issues a command to him and says in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse nine, arise. Go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Now to you and to me, all it is is a change of location. It's travelling from Gymere to Sutherland, or from Sutherland to Cronulla. To you and I, it's just a drive down the road. To you and I, it's a shift from one place to another. But to Elijah, this command from God shocked him. And the reason why it shocked him is because Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, there's a bit of a problem. And the problem is, is that in fact, study your Bible, it is the heartland of Baal worship. And the king of Sidon, when you study the Scriptures, was a man by the name of Ethbaal, E-T-H-B-A-A-L. Ethbaal was related to someone that we all know in this story. He is the father of Jezebel. So when the command came to him, arise, Leave this place, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon. Essentially, God is asking Elijah to go 
to the lion's den. I like the brook. <laughs> the brook is relaxing. I can get my cup out, can drink my water. Oh, look again, the ravens, how good is God? But in this place, I could be exposed. Everybody here is a Baal worshipper. Problem with visibility, which could lead to Elijah's betrayal, which eventually could result in his death. But faith calls us to a place called trust, where I don't live on human explanations, but I live by God's promises. See, in the natural, don't send the brother there, God. It doesn't make sense. Why would you send him, send him to the lion's den where there is a possibility of exposure resulting in his death? Because Elijah is now the troublemaker. He's public enemy number one. And God sustains, or sustains, excuse me, Elijah by still waters. Now he's been sustained in enemy territory. God is so powerful that regardless of what storm is raging around you, watch this, He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He goes to the widow. You know the story from last week. Says to her, bring me a little water in a cup. He says, as she goes to get the water, he says, well, while you're going, I wouldn't mind some bread as well. <laughs> Ever been sustained by God in a difficult time? Ever been sustained by God when the storm's actually raging all around? I like still waters. I like quiet waters. I like the ravens coming. Just does my soul good. But in enemy territory? where there's a risk of exposure resulting in death. God sends me there. And the Lord is making a statement to Elijah. I can take care of you by still waters. And I can take care of you when your enemies are all around you. These enemies come in all different forms. They come in someone who's not so nice in the workplace, who wants to see you unseated from where you are. That was very prophetic for someone this morning. These enemies come about in the enemy himself pulling you down, telling you you're not good enough, you're not capable enough, you're not able Enough. These enemies rage all around us. But the Lord says to Elijah, watch me sustain you 
in the presence of your enemies. Elijah says to the widow, you getting something out of this today? Oh, we only just started. We're just building a platform. 1 Kings 17 verse 13. Watch how God sustains him. And Elijah said to her, oh, here we go now. Do not fear. Go and do as you have said. Elijah speaks to the heart of the matter. When your enemies are all around you, fear wants to grip your heart. And the Lord speaks to this lady through Elijah and says, do not fear. Now here's the point of her generosity. Making sense of the request was not the issue. Do you know what it was? It was fear. When it comes to generosity, the number one enemy of generosity is the spirit of fear. And 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given to us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Do not fear. As God stirs your heart towards generosity in our vision offering, we take authority over the spirit of fear in Jesus' mighty name. When Alison and I first moved to Sydney, I never forget Sam Lenzo coming to me after the service. I said in my, my inaugural speech on a Sunday morning, I said, so good to be in Sydney. Sam Lenzo comes up to me, he says, Pastor Brad, one word of advice, never say Sydney, just say the Shire. <laughs> so when I first came to the Shire, <laughs> Amen. See, now the presence of God is here again. <laughs> Just kidding. We were in debt. And watch this. The enemies were raging all around us. There was a lot. A little bit messy. A little bit good. But mostly messy. I was a young brother. I was 39 years of age when I became the senior pastor of our church. I used to have long flowing hair back then. Who remembers that? No, I'm just telling lies. Some people are like, oh wow, Pastor Brad had hair. Yes, when I was a baby. And about three it started to know. <laughs> now I'm shaved and saved. Enemies were all around. And I prayed and I fasted. My first week on staff, I did a seven-day fast because I wanted to make a statement in the spiritual. The Lord is in control. The enemies 
wanted to hurt this church. The enemies wanted to bring this church to its knees. And God gave Alison and I a supernatural strategy on how to beat this thing. One day in prayer, I like praying by the way, we should be a people of prayer, come on. Don't turn on your phone first thing in the morning. Go to Jesus and pray. And when I was praying, I felt God say, here's the key. The key is don't give an offering towards debt reduction. Okay, Lord, this is a heavy word, so I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) The Spirit of God said, give to missions. The first offering of every single year in the life of Horizon Church is to go towards missions. And this is what God said. If you take care of the poor and the needy, I will always take care of the debt. Because he who lends to the Lord, lends to his maker. So I'd been in the church for a couple of months and I'll be honest, Brother Brad does not sleep come May, June, July. Back then I didn't. I would literally not sleep for about three months. On one occasion, I was so stressed out because of where our debt situation was at, I flew to Perth so David Storer could lay his hands on me. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So I just need someone to pray for me. (laughs) And we went for a nice coffee, which was good, (laughs) in Cannyvale. And the Lord said, give to missions. March comes around, the enemies are all around us and we present a missions offering in the month of March, you'll know, and then our debt reduction, building the generations, you remember, is always in June. And in my heart, man, I was fearful. Who gives to missions, right? when the obvious need, come on church, is debt reduction. And the Lord says, do not fear. Do what I've asked you to do. Give to missions. We gave to missions in the month of March. Uh, Warren was our missions director at that time for many years, did a phenomenal job leading the charge of missions. And I'm watching all this money go out. But what about Mr. Nab? <laughs> Mr. Nab is real and he's alive. <laughs> but we did it unto the Lord. Do not fear. I want to ask you today, as you prepare to give and sow, have we made God so practical that we're missing out on the supernatural? Have we created margin for miracles in our generosity? This lady created margin for a miracle. She had every right to be fearful. Elijah was probably fearful, even asking her, what happens if she dies? (laughs) That's not good. Do not fear. And God wants to confirm His Word in your heart today. 
do not fear. Trust me, I will take care of you. We gave to missions and then the June offering came around. Lack some sleep, absolutely lack some sleep. Wake up in the middle of the night, night after night. God, what's going on? But remembering that verse, he who lends to the Lord, lends to his maker. Gave to missions. Now he was my challenge. I could have, in the missions offering, tempered the pace a little bit. But God said, give it your best. Go for missions. Believe for souls. And watch what I'll do. Year one, the Lord blessed us. Year two, the Lord blessed us. Year three, the Lord blessed us. And this is what I can tell you today. We have never in Horizon Church, since Alison and I have been here and our board to the glory of God, I say this with humility, so please forgive me. We've never missed a mortgage repayment. And you know you're doing well when the bank asks for appointments with you because they say, we'd like to give you more money. And I'm like, get behind me, Satan. (laughs) It's easy to take that off the podcast, amen, there you go. God bless Nab, they're lovely people. But here's the fear, here's the fear. This is the fear. When we give, something is going into the physical, amen? Come on church, I know it's warm and nice in here. Something is moving into the physical, but this is the fear. The fear is, is when we let it go, it goes into the invisible. But it's in the invisible where the supernatural is. It's in the invisible where God is. Amen. It's in the invisible where we see something of spirit. Because the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God because they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And this movement of something physical going into the invisible is where the miracles are. We struggle to release the seed because it moves into an invisible realm where we have to trust God. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, God. But Lord, are they taking care of my seed? Trust God. Now, I can assure you, we got a good board with some very capable people. We do things well at Horizon Church because I believe, I've always said this to the staff, if you respect favour, you attract it. Watch this. If you disrespect favour, it moves away from you. We have respected the favour of God when it comes to generosity. Moves into the invisible, but here's the good news. It comes back to you in a verifiable way. 
in essence, what was happening to Elijah and the widow at Zarephath, God was shifting her, shifting her mentality, her perspective, I'm in need. God's perspective, He's the one who oversupplies. Her perspective, severe drought, enemies all around. God's perspective, I'm the God of heaven and earth and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Her perspective, I have very little. God's perspective, take the little, place it into my hands. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 13, And Elijah said to her, Do not fear, go and do as you have said. Make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. Watch this now. Come on, stay with me, church. I know it's very cosy in here, but we're doing good today. The very thing that she needed, his faith now, God asked her, to give it away. The very thing that she needed, God said, put it into the invisible. Trust me and watch what I'll do. We could say the widow acted in faith in the same arena of her need. Amen. Come on church. Amen. The widow acted in faith in the same arena of her need. I love this verse. Luke chapter 6, verse 38 says, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. What's the most important word in this verse? Give and it. To put it another way, the it refers to what you gave, what you give. It shall be given back to you. But when it comes from the invisible back to us in the physical, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, watch this, Where's it been poured? Into my lap. The man, the woman, was not standing. Where was he? Where was she? She was seated. Because when you give, God says, watch me do the work. You rest. You sit back. Shall be poured into my lap. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. The principle, essentially, is the very it that you gave. Your faith promise. What we give, the Lord's saying, is the very thing we can expect back. But we've got to go a little bit deeper. I know I've got three minutes, so I'm going to call the band up. Let me ask you a question. They have a miracle supply of flour. Is that right? It's a bowl of flour. There's a miracle supply of oil. I mean, this is baker's delight on steroids. Uh, she is making every cake known to humanity, right? She, she's just got it happening. 
But here's the question. Are you ready? Was that the miracle? Was the miracle the flour and the oil? Well, sort of. (laughs) Um, Think of that as the outcome. Think of that as the result. But there's something, church, that supersedes all of that. Do you know what it is? What's the real miracle? What is the actual miracle? Is it flour or is it the oil? That's the result. The real miracle when we give is a mighty God who is able to back His Word. That, in essence, is every miracle is a mighty God who's able to back His Word. Trust. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. Come on, you old timers. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. The first attack on Eve, on humanity, has God indeed said. The devil will always do his best to get us to disrespect and to doubt God's Word. I love what one commentator said. He said, the Word of God runs like a swift messenger through nature and the world of man there to melt ice as if it were and here to heal and to save and it does not return from its course till it has given effect to the will of the sender. As we prepare to give, in essence, what we are making a statement of as an individual, as a husband, wife, couple, kids in our kids' ministry, our teenagers, our young adults, our young families, our grandparents, we are making a statement, I choose to trust. Because if I'm bearing the seed, (laughs) you hear me say, this is next week's sermon, by the way, you're gonna hear next week's sermon, but we'll have a little taster. If I bury the seed, if you go to a burial service, you're saying goodbye to something, you're letting it go. But when I sow the seed, there's an expectation, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Just because it's dormant, watch this, does not mean it's dead. There's life in that seed. Horizon Church, can you trust? Because the miracle is a mighty God who is able to back His Word. Can you just hold up your Bible just for a moment? Hold up your phone (laughs) or a physical Bible. Come on, if you've got a phone, it doesn't matter. Just hold it up. 
in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. He was in the beginning. All things were made through Him. And without Him, nothing has been made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. Thank God for His Word. If you're contributing to the offering, your arms are getting sore, you can put it down. If you're contributing to the offering, thank you. But you've missed it. This is a people of faith. The Lord spoken to you this morning. Can you just kindly just stand up right where you are? Come on, if God's stirring your heart around this Word, it doesn't mean if you're not standing that, <laughs> that you're not giving. So there's no condemnation, no, because it'd be like, oh, and that person didn't stand. <laughs> but for you particularly, this Word has done something in my heart. Father, I thank You for our Bibles today. Thank You for the goodness of Your Word. Thank You that Your Word brings healing. Your Word is so powerful. It's able to heal and to save and to set free. We stand on the promise of the Word of God in Jesus' Name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.